You're listening to Law Talk with Bill Powers, your resource for answers to your most pressing legal questions. Attorney Bill Powers sits down with some of today's leading legal minds to discuss everything from legal issues and legislation to practice tips and policy. Now, here's your host, an NBTA board-certified criminal law specialist, former president of the North Carolina Advocates for Justice and renowned trial lawyer, Bill Powers. Hello, and uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of Law Talk. Today, I am joined with one of our attorneys at the firm. Uh, she focuses on family law. Her name is Caroline Wingett Strauss. And uh, Caroline, good to talk to you. Good to see you. Good to be here, Bill. And um, this is, I think, is this your first podcast? It is. Kind of exciting, yeah? <laughs> uh-huh. A little nerve-wracking, <laughs> but exciting at the same time. Well, um, nothing to be worried about here. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today, y'all, is, and we're going to be doing more and more content, kind of starting big picture about um, how family law cases work, whether you call it family law or a divorce lawyer or whatever in Charlotte. And uh, Caroline, that's what you um, have focused your career on uh, in helping people. And I think one of the most common questions that potential clients have, we see it on Google you know, inquiries and things like that, is... Um, what to expect or, or the first visit. Like when I call a lawyer, what can I expect? And um, one of the first questions is like, if I call the office, who I speak to first? So the question is who I talk to first when I call a family law attorney or office? Typically, you're not going to speak to the attorney first. Who you're going to talk to is one of our legal assistants or our receptionist. Um, they will take a general synopsis of what you have going on in your family um, and then work with your schedule and the attorney's schedule to set up a time where you both can meet and have a consultation. Right. And I think there's a, um, a reason for that, that initial. It's not that we don't want uh, clients speaking with lawyers. In fact, quite the contrary. But there are some professional and ethical things that we have to be careful of for your protection, really, more than anything, to make sure that we're available for representation. And so uh, when you call, at least that initial call, it doesn't, they don't, we don't charge anything for that initial call. Is that correct? That's correct. And that's pretty consistent. I guess some firms could, but we, we don't generally just to get some background information. Um, and so when I say background information, what, what information do you think our staff, what, what we ask for, what they would want, what information would a lawyer want from me in that first call? Well, initially, we have to do what's called a conflicts check. We have to check whether or not we have represented your spouse or another adverse party in the litigation prior at some point um, in the past. So when you call, it's important to have your spouse's full name, as well as if there are any grandparents involved in the case, their names as well. Um, that way, we can go through our database and ensure that we have not represented, represented them in the past um, and if we have, we therefore can't represent you in this action. Right. And I think it's important to, to point out that um, in a conflicts check, it's, it's actually relatively, we're simplifying it here, but it's something we do internally. And there are instances where maybe we represent someone from a speeding ticket 10 years ago, and that's not a problem. It, it's more in, in the, regarding the pending action, would anything regarding a prior relationship with someone you knew or a family member, would that adversely or potentially adversely affect a relationship? And so we have a tool, um, some people call it a CRM, a client resource manager, management tool, basically, I forget what the acronym stands for, 
where we go through and look at just about everybody that we've had some level of contact with um, and, and uh, in the past and, and try to figure out the level of relationship. So that's why we asked for your full name, the potential opposing per party's other name. Um, that does not mean we're going to call that person. It doesn't mean that we're going to email that person. In fact, quite the contrary, the fact that you call, we see that as um, confidential uh, throughout the process, even if uh, you choose ultimately not to retain the firm. Um, big picture after that, um, we, we, if assuming there's availability, we'd want to schedule um, a consultation. And what does that mean, Carolina, consultation? And are, are consultations free for divorce cases? <clears throat> well, what a consultation is and how I like to describe it is it's an initial conversation between you and the attorney about the facts of your case, um, any, where the attorney answers any questions you might have about how we're going to proceed forward in this representation, and we figure out if the potential client and the attorney are a good fit for one another. Mm -hmm. um, and to answer your second question, yes, it is typical in um, Charlotte and Mecklenburg County that fam family lawyers do charge um, for this initial consultation. It is an hour of their time, and I think potential clients come out of this conversation with a lot of valuable information. Right, and um, for the record, we don't, I'm kind of bad at this, honestly. I don't think we have a stopwatch. It's not like a chess match where we're really counting down to the second a lot of our consults uh, will go over. Um, and it's not that we're watching the clock on that. We're, we're just estimating. It normally takes about an hour to get up to speed. Uh, we're not looking to embarrass people, give them a hard time. You shouldn't be nervous about the questions we ask. I oftentimes will have to explain to a person, we're not judging you. We're not here to um, make you feel bad about yourself. And it's okay if you don't know what you want to do or not do. In fact, an initial consult's one where we don't have a preconceived notion going in. We, we Sometimes we just provide information and the client says, hey, I think I'm going to do something and, you know, I'm maybe do something at home or maybe do some counseling or something like that. And so there's a consultation fee. It's it's paid. We just charge an hour. Um, some firms do a flat two-hour kind of deal. We just do an hour. And, and there's a comfort level where we explain the process and some of your options and rights, and then we may want to go more in depth, right? Right, right. Um, now, as far as the consult itself, do you have to come into the office? I mean, in the era of COVID, um, we've actually gotten pretty good at doing things remotely. Um, there are some times that I think it's better to meet in person, other times not. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I really, if COVID brought one good thing, it was the realization that you don't have to come to the office um, for every consultation. We can do it via Zoom or on the phone, whatever whatever your level of comfort is um, is at. Um, I think, you know, sometimes when there's a lot of documents involved, it's more helpful for you to come in the office and bring those documents so we can kind of glance through them as opposed to um, trying to look at them on a computer screen. Um, so it's really up to the potential client what he or she has time to do and what he or she feels comfortable um, doing. Right. And I think it's important to point out, particularly with divorces and um, any kind of family law action, I, we use those terms kind of interchangeably, but they're, it is one of the more, frankly, complicated areas of law in my humble opinion. And there are some cases that people have been married for a very, very short period of time. There are other cases of family law lawyers, there's not even a marriage 
people may have been living together, but had a child together. And so we may be talking about long-term marriages where people have been married for literally decades and the complexities associated with uh, equal distribution, who gets custody of kids, um, alimony, post-separation support, and it may be something like visitation or things like that. So there's a lot to talk about. Now, if you have, um, you know, sometimes people come to us and say, hey, I, I'm calling a lawyer because I got this separation agreement. Might be a good idea to bring that with you. Um, but we don't need every bank statement, every tax statement. I will tell you that if you're serious about moving forward, one of the first things we're going to tell you is start get ready, start getting it together. In fact, I think it's better to have that together before you use the um, four-letter word, I want a divorce, uh, meaning, or four, not four-letter word, but the statement that being prepared and have an idea what you want to do um, financially so there's not this scramble or rush or um, and we hope it doesn't happen in any instance, but uh, that we get our documents um, and have a chance to look at them before we, we do anything. Uh, so if we're providing to the office in advance a consultation, you can email it to us. We'll print it out. We normally will look at it beforehand, talk about it a little bit. Uh, what happens during the consultation? I know I've gone over that a little bit, but how do you, Caroline, what do you do? I mean, when you sit down and I say, hey, my name's Bill, and, you know, things aren't going well at home, um, and I, I, I'm not sure if I need a divorce. What, what, what happens during a consultation? What do you do? Um, so generally what I like to do is first let the client lead um, with what exactly is going on at home. Um, that helps me in my head formulate the issues that may arise down the road for you. Um, during that time, I will probably interrupt and ask questions, and that's just helping me fine-tune what there is out there that I need to help you with. Um, following that and my asking of questions, I will then give you the opportunity to ask me questions and then um, we'll follow up with what I think the next steps are should you decide to hire the Powers Law Firm um, to represent you in this family law action. Um, at the end, we'll talk about the stuff that we don't necessarily like talking about, but it's a necessary, you know, uh, part of the consultation, and that's what it's going to take to retain our law firm financially-wise um, to move forward with formal representation. Right, and um, a couple points there. Your style is frankly different than mine, and I respect your style. Um, I like it better. I tend to um, start talking, explaining things where you start with uh, have, giving, having people give the information and then kind of delving into it. It's not that there's a right or wrong way. It's just it's just how we deal with things. And you and I also will occasionally meet together on some of the, I remember one we spent a lot of time just explaining a very, very, very large estate. And um, we referred to the marital assets as an estate, not that someone passed away. Um, but we, we sometimes will meet together in certain instances. Uh, the second thing that you mentioned regarding the fees. Now, we, you know, we offered a consult for free. And when we say that, or not, excuse me, for the flat rate, not for free. <laughs> the initial aspect is free, but the sitting down the hour is one hour. Um, but we do, we'll put things in writing for you, meaning this is how much a true general retainer is to secure the services of the firm. This is what the hourly rate's gonna be. This is how we bill the hourly rate. It's, it's actually a pretty long written agreement. It's not required. Um, we do it to provide information to the client. We say this is how much if, if Bill works the case or Caroline works the case, this is what we charge for legal assistant time. Know, things of that nature. So it's really set forth really in depth. 
think it's four or five pages long. Is it? I don't remember. Um, and I think it's important to people understand in making any type of decision. Um, these are decisions that involve families and emotions, but they also have financial, substantial financial aspects. So I think it's important to um, consider that what's going to cost to get through this. And it, 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 whenever I hear it, I just, I kind of wince because I'm like, oh, bless your heart. I know you think that, but the reality is different that I have a simple divorce and I don't think there's such a thing. Um, tell me about that a little bit about during the consultation, how you deal with that. And, 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 you know, our goal is not to tell you what you need. Our goal is to see if we can meet your expectations, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, it's right. It's true. There is no such thing as a simple divorce. Um, what is simple is when parties can um, agree to... Maybe act as adults. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think that's something we should bring up in, in that... Um, there are some people or folks that come in and the mentality is I want to bury my spouse up to their neck in sand and, you know, back the car over them kind of, you know, figuratively. And, um, and, and we understand there's a level of anger, especially if there's been a marital infidelity or have been, um, a physical or emotional type of abuse. And there are other times where it's, it's maybe a little bit better to modulate um, that, that vitriol and work through things collaboratively, collaboratively. I still haven't gotten used to saying that word. It's almost, um, well, it's, it's foreign for people who have spent most of their career in the courtroom litigating things out. But you and I, both during COVID, got uh, training in, I guess, certification in whatever you call it, the, um, through the International Association of Collaborative Professionals, Collaborative Law Professionals. We're members of the, there's a group here in Charlotte. It's called the Charlotte Collaborative. Charlotte Collaborative Law Professionals. I think our mindset is more that it's better to try to work through things as an adult, especially when it involves children. Uh, and you don't necessarily have to like one another. And it doesn't mean you just give up the farm collaboratively. It just means that you're not spending um, huge amounts of money fighting over, do I give this bank statement? Or uh, you're trying to work through things together. Now, part of part of the next question I have for you is, is, is this conversation that we're having with the potential client, and is there a difference between a potential client and a client, is that confidential? Yeah, it's confidential. And, and I think it's important for a potential client to know that, right? Um, the potential client, that, that conversation is confidential, and it's important for them to know that because we need you in order to fully assess your case to be open with us and provide all the facts. Um, and have some level of assurance that we're not going to go tell your husband or your wife what we've right. heard in the consultation. Now, once you become well, there's. I think I think the question you're asking is or answering is 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 it confidential? The fact that we met, yes. Are the contents of the conversation confidential? Meaning secret, yes. Is that true for the consultation as well as? For the representation. That's where it gets more complicated because, right. yes, what you tell is confidential, but obviously in the level of representation, we occasionally have to, you know, disclose things to opposing counsel. For, I'll give you an example. Uh, we talked to someone today where I said, we are the law firm for person A1, and they have retained us. Well, that fact that we represent them is technically confidential, and we, you know, in order to represent somebody, we have to you know, show that level of 
of a relationship. Um, there are also things that, that we may need in order to start a conversation, um, you know, admit, hey, they were married approximately this amount of time and they have this amount of kids. Now, again, those are confidential issues, but there is a gradual disclosure of things. I think what it's important to realize in this point is that we're very careful about how that goes. And we also talk to the client and tell you, this is what we're going to necessarily need to disclose. And are you comfortable with that? And we'll ask other things that you don't want us to disclose. Um, big picture though, Caroline, after that consultation, are we automatically your lawyer? Or is, if I talk to you know, pay the hour, does that mean that we're your firm or anyone else for that matter? No, in order to, for us to formally become your attorney, um, you have to file, or excuse me, you have to sign what's called a fee agreement and pay whatever is agreed to under that um, for us to get started. Um, once that is accomplished, then we are going to go full force into representing you, however, which way that might look. You know, mm -hmm. it may be collaboratively. It may be filing a lawsuit. But until that fee agreement is signed and paid, um, we are not officially retained as your attorney. Right. And we tend to do things a little bit differently where we, as a firm, will charge a, a, a true general retainer. We bill hourly. Um, I don't like the bills to go long periods of time. Um, we use an app where we prep it, we pre-bill it, we send it to you. We like to have this open conversation so there's no surprises. Um, and we'll explain that uh, with you. So, uh, Caroline, thank you for your time today. And I will tell y'all if you have an interest regarding possibly represent or having our firm represent you, uh, give us a call. Uh, we are available at least initially to see um, what's going on and and, um, and uh, talk about, um, you know, whether there's conflicts or things like that, uh, schedule appointment. We do limit the number of cases we take. We have to. Um, there are just so many uh, days in a year and months in a year and weeks and hours. And so uh, we want to make sure that um, we're available for representation. If we're not, we don't mind sending you to somebody else if we're available. No, we're not a lawyer referral service. But after a while, you, you do this long enough in Charlotte and you get a feel for what the client's looking for. We might could say, hey, this lawyer may work for you or this lawyer may not if there is a conflict. Obviously, we want to send you to somebody and, and, and uh, try to put you in a, a position of having your answers, uh, questions answered if we're available. So if, if we're something that, that we can help you out with, our, our telephone number is um, pretty easy to remember. It's 704-342-HELP, H-E-L-P. Um, I don't know if your generation, uh, Caroline, knows this, but if you look above the numbers on your <laughs> cell phone, there are letters. And uh, our, and if it HELP spells out uh, 4357, our number. So 704 342 4357. And um, we look forward to hearing from you. You've been listening to Law Talk with Bill Powers, your resource for answers to your most pressing legal questions on your time. Ready to discuss your matter now? Call 704-342-HELP.